Welcome to another episode of Movies That Make Us. I'm Jake. And I'm Val. And my computer is freezing so high. Because <laughs> I'm like, did I not hear him? I know, I, I was like, that. wait a second. <laughs> Maybe it's me. That's I don't know. It's my fun <laughs> lack of internet speed out here. I, I Although they are putting in Google Fiber. They're putting in Google Fiber, so that's nice. That'll be good. Tracy will all of a sudden have better internet than all of us because he'll have Google Fiber. <laughs> they put it in our neighborhood, but I have yet to like make the call to like mm. see what it's all about. There's one I, I like. I actually have to do something. Why doesn't it just like automatically just happen? No, yeah, I think you have to call and like sign up for it. That's stupid. <laughs> well, it's they dug kind of... up my yard. They put stuff in. You think it would just automatically just connect to my house, right? Well, I think Why it's like it just... you know any other internet service that don't you might they know? Get. Like we're the generation of this now. Like just yeah, just, just bill me. Yeah, make it work. It. Like you've got my information. I know you do. Just send it to me. You're Google. You have my information. Just I have everything else. I have a Google phone. I you have like seventy Google whatever's that you know emails like they've got all my stuff i'm not they know that i'm not wearing pants right now they knew before i told you like (laughs) and and before that we just suspected that you probably weren't wearing pants now so this is the thing i went to the arts festival and when when i got there notorious for not wearing pants it was like arts festival no listen let me finish my story (laughs) it's story time okay i'm sorry Um, (laughs) no it was like 80 degrees (laughs) gather around let me tell you about no pants um no i actually wore shorts which is something i don't do very often um and then by the time we left it was like 95 96 degrees and when i got home i was like screw that so yeah and then now i'm wearing sweatpants so i don't consider sweatpants actual pants nor should you nor should i know there are some people that do because we see the videos yeah all over the interwebs but sweatpants are not pants even though it has the word pants in the name yeah i i'd rather be in shorts and sweatpants well, my basement's really cold, and when you go from 98 yeah. degrees oh, to 70 okay. degrees, and I was watching yep. Gladiator, um, and I know I'm going to sit here, I figured I should probably put some yeah. pants on so I don't freeze in this little cold room. That makes that sense. That makes sense. I, I fear that I'm somehow reaching an age where sweatpants do become pants, because I remember when I was a kid, my dad being emphatic that, like, you don't leave the house in sweatpants. <laughs> Or basketball mm-hmm. shorts. You put on real clothes to leave the house. And for the last few years, my dad, bless his heart, every time I've seen him anywhere, he's wearing sweatpants or basketball <laughs> shorts. And so I'm thinking, is there an age in our family where we hit where like that rule just totally gets ignored and thrown out the window? I feel so. like it's not an it's not an age thing, like it's a it's the way you are. Uh-huh. I have been that way forever like you don't sweatpants are not like you don't 
dress up to get out to leave the house and put sweatpants on unless it's like 11 o'clock at night and you're running to the grocery store and right. you don't care, which still was very hard for me until I married Dave. And then Dave's like, who cares? Just put these sweatpants on. And I'm like, okay, but it's still hard for me. I would not allow Sammy to do like leggings or sweatpants as like a thing unless like there was, it was more put together. But I think this is the thing from the ages of zero to like seven and then the ages of 70 till you're dead, you have parallels in your life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And those, contain, those are also clothes that don't contain zippers or snaps. Yeah. That's the ages yeah. that that's a thing. Unless, yeah. unless that's just the way you've lived your whole life. Because I do know people that live their whole life in joggers. Yeah. Which, yeah. I mean, if you're going to the gym, if you're a sporty person and, like, that's your thing and they're a little bit nicer joggers, like, I don't have an issue with that. But dressing up your joggers to go on a date with your wife to dinner or husband to dinner yeah, to a dressy restaurant. Like, there, if you, if you, I'm looking at you, whoever's listening, <laughs> if you have a <laughs> pair of, if you have a pair of dressy joggers... And then just around the house joggers, call me. Let's have a conversation. <laughs> you're you're doing it wrong. No, but maybe the person that you're seeing or you want to be seeing in your life, maybe they're like, you know what? Like, I don't want to change this person, but could they put on an actual pair of pants? <laughs> well, now wait though. What if you did what if you did joggers and like a smart sport coat sport coat? Okay, Chevy Chase. Like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Again, if this is your thing, if this is your persona, like yeah. this is who you are, I don't want to change you. But everyone <laughs> should have like a nicer pair of slacks, a nicer pair of jeans, something yeah. for the one occasion that you should not be wearing joggers and or yoga yeah. pants and or Things that don't have zippers, snaps, or pockets. It's interesting. When I look over the last couple of years, my wardrobe, the clothes that I actually have in my closet have changed quite a bit. Oh, yeah. Because I used to have mostly like dress pants and dress shirts. And if I was going to buy something new, that's what I would buy because that's what I was wearing to work every day. Yeah. Now I've got a lot of dress shirts, but they are lasting longer because that stain that might have gone on there from lunch is just out of camera view. So I can, that can be an at home shirt. And most days I'm working from home. So that's totally fine. Just that, out that's of still workable. View. What is that's just out of camera, out of camera, view. Of camera so view? Like that's put that into the four letters hashtag. Let's make that a thing. It's just out of camera view. So it doesn't count. J O O C V just out of camera view. J O O C V. Um, no, that's me too. Like, uh, I was never like a jeans and a t-shirt kind of person. It was very rare that I was wearing jeans and a t-shirt together. It might be a nice shirt and jeans or a nice pair of pants and a t-shirt. But then as soon as I started working nerdy conventions, it Mm -hmm. was jeans and t-shirt. And now I'm like, I don't think I own a pair of dress slacks. Yeah. I just bought a pair of dressier pants but they have drawstring. So are they dressy? I don't know. Yeah. 
It's they're all the about... swooshy material. Yeah. Like they're kind of like nice hiking pants that I can wear to work at conventions that aren't as hot as my jeans. Cause I didn't want to buy a pair of khakis. Yeah. I have yeah, to say, this I is think one of works. the weirdest intros we've done in a while. <laughs> well, and I was just going to make a comment about how much easier women have it than men, as far as dressing in the dress code and stuff. But I'm not going to because I don't yeah. think right now pointing out small examples of how women have anything easier than men nope. is appropriate. So nope. we're going to nope. move past that real quick. <laughs> yeah. Smart man. Yeah. No, let's have this conversation. No, let's not. Yeah. <laughs> nope. That's on this that's on the seemingly appropriate podcast. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna move that over to seemingly appropriate podcast and we're that's gonna where that's gonna go. Yeah. <laughs> um did you guys hear the box office news this weekend? What about the box office? Elvis tied with Top Gun. Top Gun continues wow. to pull in the money. Yeah. And Jurassic Park went to three and was it Lightyear that went four? I think. Yeah. Um, I'm not, I'm not surprised that Top Gun is where it is still because I don't think if I'm looking at the, listen, if you're looking at the movies and it's been a while since you've gone to a movie and you're saying, I'm going to go out to a movie yeah. and you're trying to decide which one is worth going to see in the theater out of what's out right now, Top Gun is absolutely what I would say 100%. is your number one choice to go see yeah, in yeah. the theater. If, if you want my order, I would say Top Gun and then Elvis and then Lightyear and then Jurassic. Um, yeah. But I do want to preface, and I'm telling this to all the Elvis fans out there, if you're going to go see Elvis, you just have to know that it's not going to be like any other Elvis experience that you've had because Baz Luhrmann is a mm -hmm. very specific director and he has a very specific feel with his movies. And so it's a little twisted, but I really enjoyed it. I took um, my dad uh, and he really enjoyed it as well. So... Um, yeah. Yeah. Nice. I've heard I've heard Did I take my dad? Things. No, I took Dave. Yeah. I've heard mixed things then, about Elvis. So but that seems to be in line with what just I've heard. His entire life or just well, in this movie. <laughs> I, I, Elvis has always been a funny thing to me. I've never really been into the Elvis music. And I'll be honest, like I don't totally get it, but man, Elvis fans are like Elvis some of the most die loyal, diehard fans yeah. out there. Yeah. Um so. I really want to do a podcast on Seemingly since we brought it up already. Um, and we, it could be a co-podcast with this one because it would be uh -huh. about movies. But what's interesting is that Elvis and Marilyn Monroe um, were in the time of Hollywood where uh, the if you got connected with the wrong people or the wrong person, you could be a star and not have any control of your life whatsoever. Mm -hmm. And I, I think a lot of people don't understand that Elvis was not in control of his business, which is him, which is his name. And right. he was being controlled right. by someone. Uh, Marilyn Monroe was controlled in a different way. Um, but it, it's, it's just this really weird time in Hollywood that lasted about 10 years. And a lot of the people that, we are fond of from that period were ruined by by people who used them and abused yeah. them yeah. and yeah. um what i love about baz uh lorman as a director is that he takes something that we have kind of 
forgotten about. I'm not saying we've forgotten about Elvis, but I feel like there was a time period where it was all about Elvis. It was Elvis TV shows, Elvis movies, Elvis, like all this stuff. And then it went quiet for a while. And Baz mm -hmm. has a way of taking something that was once important to us and then making it important again. Relevant again. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, uh, and I really like what he did. If you're an Elvis fan, um, I think you will enjoy the movie because I remember watching all of the Elvis specials with my mom. My mom was a huge Elvis fan. When my first tattoo, I almost got Elvis lyrics for my mom, but I decided mm. to go a different route. But I probably will still end up at some point getting some Elvis lyrics tattooed on me. But like I remember watching all the specials. I remember seeing all the posters. So watching the movie and how they recreate all of these moments in time that if you remember it it's it's so crazy how it's mimicked but then kind of in this dark way that how you you kind of see what's behind the scenes at the same time that it's happening and i wasn't quite sure how i was going to feel about the actor who played elvis and he did a phenomenal job hmm. like he sang he sang the music until a little bit further on into the movie when they kind of matched his voice with elvis's voice so you could mm -hmm. still get that um, but he, I don't know how much footage he watched of Elvis, but he had all of the body language down just to the teeniest, tiniest little things. Um, I mean, he stole the show. Tom Hanks is in it, but he stole the show. Um, and, uh, but yeah, I just, it was, for me, I thought it was really great. I think if you're not a huge Elvis fan, it's going to feel long. It's going to feel yeah. a little long. Um, mm -hmm. I understand why he went long in some of these places for fans, um, but it, it is a little bit longer. But for me, it's a B plus. Um, I would like to see it again because I do know that I missed some things. Um, but still like Top Gun, I would go watch every if you said we have tickets Monday through Thursday. <laughs> Do you yeah. want to go? I'd say I. What times? Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I will be there. Let's go. Um, yeah. So Elvis, I, you have to put a little time in between because it is a little bit harder to swallow. But um, yeah. Yep. Well, I think uh, I think it's possible that we see Top Gun at the top until I mean it t sounds like it's tied right now at the top. We have Thor but coming. It may it may make it to Thor. That's next I think week. I'm going to do a little yep. prediction. <clears throat> I think that Thor is going to spend one weekend at the top and then Top Gun is going to go right back up there. Would not surprise me. Um, because I think, I don't think that Thor is going to be what everybody wanted it to be, but I think it's going to be enjoyable. Um, yeah. And then Minions, of course, because it's a family movie and it's summer family animation it'll probably go to the top for a week and it'll probably tie Top Gun. I think Top Gun has at least three more number one weekends in it. Yeah. yeah. Whether yeah. it's consecutive, I don't know, but I do think. And our friend Very Jeff close. at Megaplex said they may um, be putting it back in the IMAX theater. Uh, and if that happens, I do think it'll go up again, at yeah. least in Utah. So yeah, it I, is, uh, it is approaching the billion dollar mark. Wow. Awesome. Incredible. Um, well, that's great because you know Tom Cruise was suffering, so it's good to <laughs> out a little bit. Poor Tom. No, it, it's a fun movie, and I'm not gonna, you know, Tom's my boy, so we're not gonna say anything <laughs> bad about Tom. But 
Tom's my boy. That's the most ridiculous thing I've said. Can on you this put show hashtag ever. Tom's my boy? <laughs> yes. yes. I cannot so, imagine how upset he would be if he ever heard me say something like that. He'd see that anyway. He wouldn't care. He doesn't. He know. wouldn't care. He'd be like, "Yeah, I'm Ooh. your boy." Yeah, that's right. That's right. What's your uh, name again? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know that minions. I think minions will have a good opening weekend. Um, but I also feel like that may be the area where people say, you know, if I'm going to spend money to go to, go to the theater, I'm going to go for an experience and minions. I can wait and watch with my kids when it comes to streaming. Yeah. Yeah. And cause a lot of these have been going a lot more quickly to streaming. Right. Um, yeah. Especially the animated ones. Yeah. Yeah. So that may be one where people say, yeah, I've heard it's great, but I'm going to wait and watch it with my kids. I yeah. probably wouldn't be hurt not seeing minions in the theater personally. So, but Thor, I feel like I have to see in the theater. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, hopefully I will see it. Um, cause the press screening for Utah is coming up this week, but I'm going to miss it cause I'll be in LA, but hopefully as soon as it comes out in theaters, like I'll just go see it same day, something yeah. like that. And then mm -hmm. I can, yeah. And then everything will be right in the world. Yeah. <laughs> if I have to, I'll just block out some time on my work calendar for a meeting and then go see Thor. <laughs> I'll never know. Allegedly. Allegedly. Right. Allegedly. <laughs> yeah, uh, allegedly so I do we'll want to say we are talking about uh, this month, we're talking about all the big summer blockbusters. Not all of them, but some of the big summer blockbusters. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah. today we are talking about Gladiator. But I remember uh, when I was a little bit younger, like right when this movie came out and for the first like couple of years, I was like, have you seen The Gladiator? It's not The Gladiator. It's just Gladiator. Yeah. Um, and I would have people like, really get angry like movie friends really get angry it's not the gladiator val and i'm like is it the end of the world like okay so it's gladiator and i'm just gonna say it right now gladiator 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 i will try to refrain from being sarcastic and saying the gladiator for the rest of the episode <laughs> just i can see i can see people responding that way in a ridiculous like that it's just one of those things uh actually it's, it's gladiator, not the gladiator. It, Who cares? Well, it, it bugs me too when it's the Ohio State University. It's like you're just Ohio State. Come on. All right, Tracy's, <laughs> Tracy's still singing a little bit from not, the Rose Bowl. Now lost. they are the. <laughs> I'm there with you, my friend. I, yeah, I know they are the <laughs> Ohio State University, and I think I've always thought that was funny because you put the in there to differentiate from other. Like, there's only right. one Ohio State. Why do we need the Ohio State? <laughs> I mean, I know we're making fun of that, but, like, my handles on all social media is the Valerie Cameron or the Val Cameron. Um, well, that's that's all so right. Ohio State owes me a little <laughs> bit of, like, it was me first, Ohio State. It was they me can, first. They yeah. Uh, they can. Um, they can also afford way better lawyers, and I think we probably yeah. could. So, we have uh, lawyers. Well, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Well, it's good we were talking about Thor and uh, Russell Crowe, who's in yes Gladiator, who plays the Gladiator in Gladiator. 
See, then you can say the gladiator. Yeah. Because he is. Yeah. And he plays the Zeus in Thor <laughs> Love and Thunder. So, <laughs> so we're tying it, we're tying it all together here. Well done, sir. Thor Love and Thunder, directed by the Taika Watiti. So <laughs> who has nothing to do with Gladiator? No. But I feel like no, if anybody deserves the in front of their name, it would be Taika Watiti. Well, Thor Ragnarok had a gladiator fight. It did. That's true. So that's true. Yeah. But but their Hulk was. Oh my the gosh, I can't believe this. So We've... Gladiator came out May fifth, May fifth of two thousand. Yeah. Yeah. And is probably my favorite Ridley Scott film. Do you guys have a favorite Ridley Scott film? We know we know Tracy has a favorite Ridley Scott film. No, I I, I really I'm hit or miss with a lot of Ridley. Oh, I thought um, he was one of your favorites. I I like him quite a bit, but there's there's a bunch that I'm like, eh. um, but this one is up. I there. know you I love, love Alien. The, Alien is really good. Um, the the Alien prequels, the Prometheus and um, Alien Covenant, are really 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 good. Um, but then he's done some other stuff where it's just what was the the Versace movie. Yeah. House of Gucci. The last duel. Yeah. 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 Now I Ridley, like Blade Runner, but there are some some issues. I do love the Blade Martian. Good. And that one is the, the Martian, Martian is really good. Yeah. The Martian. <laughs> right. But it's well, just it's Blade not Runner, Marvin. not the Blade it's, Runner. Right. And it's not so. Marvin the Martian. It's just the Martian. Well, that's important no. to recognize no. as well. If you went into the Martian thinking it was Marvin the Martian, <laughs> that was a huge disappointment. Right? I don't know that. I think. I think. I think it would have been like right immediately. You would have been like, "What?" But then, if you would have finished watching the film, you would have been okay with it because the movie is really good. Yeah, I'm just picturing like a guy or a lady. I don't know. I'm you know whatever. But I'm just picturing a person, an individual who's like decked out head to toe in their Marvin the Martian gear, and they're like, finally, Marvin's getting the recognition he deserves. And then the movie starts, and they're like, this is not. I hate you, Matt, Matt Damon. Damon. I yeah, hate you, Matt Damon. Matt Damon's playing Marvin the Martian, and then you know it was yeah. just downhill from there. I got to say, though, like the thing that I really like about Ridley Scott is that dude just doesn't stop working. Yeah, he's done like, a ton. He's He's got to be mid 80s. I think he was born in 37. So yeah. it's like, I mean, and he's still he's still making movies and releasing them. He's talked for a while about doing a sequel to Gladiator. He wants mm-hmm. to do a different um, biopic first i can't remember what it's what it's alleged but then he's wanted to do a, a another gladiator featuring the boy um yeah that one's going to be called the gladiator and then the next <laughs> one will be called two gladiator two furious and it'll just go from there i want to go back to this biopic. Until it gets to g9 is it biopic or biopic i don't I'm know that's now. a great I've question yeah, I've heard it both biopic ways. to me sounds like something that happens in a science lab or like right. I'm going to get my eyes looked at and they're going to use the biopic to get in there real close. 
Yeah. Um, That's so a biopic. I'm, I'm going to keep saying biopic because I'm American and American. I want to say every single um, letter. I'm I'm just going to type it out and just avoid using it in writ in spoken language just so I don't say it wrong. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do. Um, I'm going to call it a biographical picture from now on. <laughs> there you go. Because I also feel like we don't use the term picture to refer to a movie often enough anymore. You know, I really enjoyed uh, Russell Crowe in this particular fit, uh, picture. You know, we just don't <laughs> use that in that kind of context. Enough. Yeah. yeah, they haven't really done that since like the 1920s. Now, for those who aren't familiar with Ridley Scott, he is um, the slightly less successful brother of... Uh, uh tony scott don't know what's his name the who was the director of top the, the the original top gun tony scott yeah tony scott yeah okay that's not fair. <laughs> ridley's slightly and and tony's passed away and so i should be yes. more respectful i'm sorry i do think i do think that whether i like the move like a ridley scott movie or not he really does know how to do great action scenes yeah. in almost yeah. every style of movie because we've got right. Alien, we have Blade Runner, we have The Last Duel. Even though I didn't care for the movie, there were some great action scenes in the movie, um, mm -hmm. but the story is crap. Um, even in House of Gucci, there are some uh, adult action scenes in there that he really, he really did well. Thelma and Louise, American Gangster, G.I. Jane. I'm a fan of Robin Hood. I know not a lot of people like that movie with Russell Crowe. It it was it wasn't. I awful. enjoyed it. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Um, Black Hawk Down. Um, I mean, it's really like he. It's all these different genres of action, yeah. right? He doesn't just yeah. stick to one genre which i really like and he knows he knows what needs to be seen on the screen whether the story's crap or not what mm -hmm. you're looking at is usually going to be really good right um and he knows he knows how to cast a film i mean it, just gladiator yeah. russell crowe joaquin phoenix connie nelson um and i'm gonna try and say this right but jamin uh hanso is that how you say that i love him i fell in love with him Jaiman Hansu, um, I fell in love with him in this movie. Um, and mm -hmm. in every movie he's been in since then, he has not disappointed. The movie may have been crap, but he was good in it. Yeah. He has this way about not needing to say much and being able to emote feeling in such a good way. There are so many moments in Gladiator with him and Russell Crowe in the same scene and and he holds his own against you know this big time movie star in this movie yeah, yeah. every time you, you say his name you bring up that actor i always want to respond with who because he's the guy that says <laughs> that to star lord and guardians <laughs> of the galaxy <laughs> who? <laughs> well the other thing that's really interesting about ridley scott is the guy shoots fast like he yeah. Like last, I think it was last year when Gucci came out, he had The Last Duel and Gucci and like one other movie came out the same yeah. year. Uh -huh. So whenever he's on set, like he he knows when he's got it. A lot of directors will, I think I've got it, but let's do another five takes just to make sure. And he's yeah. like, nope, got it moving on. Um, and Gucci very, is a well shot film. I just want to say that. Yeah. Yeah. 
I haven't seen it, but I've heard it's well. You don't, need to. <laughs> yeah. you don't need to. Yeah, that's, neither that's of you need to. That's mostly what I've heard. That's mostly what I've heard. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I'm just trying to make sure. I was going through the list, and I think we're good um, of the movies that we've covered. And I was worried because I remember having this Ridley Scott, Tony Scott conversation before about. And so I was like, have we talked about. We talked about, so this is what happened. We talked a little bit about Gladiator when we did a um, staff pick because yes. I, yeah. when we brought, when we That's brought up Gladiator, I was like, I think we've talked about it. And then I went back and looked okay. and it was in our staff pick. So we didn't make it a whole episode, but mm-hmm. we made it um, a staff pick. Um, and so we talked about it for maybe five or 10 minutes, okay. which is going to be probably about the same here because we go off on tangents, but we're deep diving a little <laughs> bit more yeah okay perfect all right um i love the coloring in this film though yeah like yeah when they have when they're in germania 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 uh, it's biopic biopic either <laughs> tomato tomato it, everything is so blue and then later on everything goes to this very dusty yellow and the, there's some real iconic shots in this. I mean, the the hand going through the wheat. Yes. Um, the the scene with him with the sword with the tiger coming out of the pit. I mean, there's there's some real memorable moments in this. It, it, for me, I know that the coloring in the film um, is iconic because whenever I think of this movie, I think of that yellowy, dusty uh-huh. kind of color. Like in all of their branding, they did it and it is so strong in the film and it's hard to remember, remember any other way. So I, I agree. Think the of the stone. Really well I think of the stone color, that stoic stone uh-huh. hard because they make him feel like hard rock at a lot po- yeah. of points. And, and a lot of time when Joaquin Phoenix is on the screen, um, it, it will go from that dusty color to then it goes to him. And it's that almost no color cold. stone yes. cold um, mm-hmm. but gosh, it, the, I think the biggest color change for me was when, um, he turns down, um, he turns down basically staying in the kingdom, right. And, yeah. and, uh, supporting Joaquin's character and you see his son, it, it's just this bright day and you see his land and you see his son come out and you see, and he thinks dad's home and all the soldiers are coming up and it just looks like a bright spring or summer day and yeah. then the worst thing happens and then when it switches to him riding home you now have mm-hmm. that blue that has come in and it's not quite yep. stone yet and then when he gets to the point where he sees his family and he's down on the ground and his son's feet are right there. It's like saturated. It's yeah. so it's so overly saturated because you just feel heavy and sad, and it's just this, and it's just so dirty, and and at the same uh-huh. time, just I don't. That's just that's that's quick change, right there. And it's so um, it's so good because yeah. earlier when he thinks about home, it has that bright green and it's got the mm-hmm. bright blue and it's very much full of life and energy so when you get to that scene that i mean that was always his happy place that's where he would yeah. go and now um, it doesn't exist and now it doesn't exist anymore yeah. yeah yeah just uh it's hard every time i know it's coming and and it's heart-wrenching <laughs> and i know that it's coming and um but yeah and then the more and more that he becomes um 
a gladiator and he he uh kind of accepts where he's going it, that area that he's in slowly becomes brighter and brighter um mm -hmm. and so when he's in charge and he's out there fighting and you have him you know and the men out there it there are vivid colors and there's brightness and then when it switches over you know to Joaquin uh and it goes to that stone color again it's very much playing with our our feelings and our you know emotions at a very quick pace um yeah. it's it just yeah it, he really knows what he's doing and and i feel like there's almost also like a different color um every time we see oh, the guy who's in charge of the gladiators what's his name oh yeah um, um, I love him so much and I can't ever remember his name, uh, but every time he's on screen, I'm I feel like he almost has his own coloring and I don't know if that's just me, but I, I rewound some of the, you know, scenes again, just to see, um, and I don't know, but I feel like he did kind of have his own cause he was kind of living his dream outside of this world that gladiator was in and this politics that was happening he had built this whole other world you know and i feel like that whole other world has its own feeling yeah mm -hmm. yeah i would agree with that one of the things that always stands out to me in this movie too is the soundtrack like the music yeah. is just really brilliantly done um it's one of those there are a few soundtracks that i can just turn on and listen to that um, just kind of take me back into the movie uh -huh. and into the moment. And this is definitely one of those for me that I can put on anytime. And it's almost like watching the movie again for yeah. me. Does it remind anybody of Pirates of the Caribbean or is it just me? A, a little uh, bit. I yeah, like I, I can mean... hear like little, like they're almost like cousins, you know, they're like, they're not the same, but there's like little, little moments where I don't know that that's always caught me, but, um, you, Reed, say, Oh yes. Um, the soundtracks for me, I would put this one, I would say in terms of like making me think of the movie and being back in there. Um, any of the, any of the John Williams stuff, of course, the Indiana Jones, star Wars, mm -hmm. um, the mission and the fountain. Those are two for me that as soon as I hear any of the music from yeah. that, like, back in, yeah i mean the fountain for sure or not the fountain excuse me the mission for sure like mission. anytime you hear that that is so recognizable um but yeah this is definitely and john williams of course anytime i mean his stuff is so iconic that it's hard yeah. to it's hard indy to think of star wars without be, john williams yeah indy 5 will be probably his last major score well he should he's 90 just, i think yeah right, he's getting up there in age yeah he's put in his time man yes yeah. it, it's so <laughs> fun to think about like he was writing tv themes and stuff like that when he did jaws and then as george lucas was working on star wars and steven said hey you gotta yeah. check this guy out to do your music and just I mean, the difference that made yeah yeah and hans zimmer is the one who did the music for this film and he's only mm -hmm. 64 and I love Hans Zimmer. I mean, he's done some amazing work and I hope we, you know, we hear some more. I feel like for a while it was all Hans Zimmer. And yeah. then yeah. I feel he's like really I haven't, yeah. and then I feel like I haven't, but I mean, he did Top Gun. 
Um, he did Interstellar. He did Dune, the new Dune movie. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, yep. And so he's coming back because, yeah, for a while there, um, he did No Time to Die. He did Dunkirk. I, um, and Pirate, I Pirates him. of the Caribbean. So Yeah, I knew he did. I knew go. it was the same composer. And that's why I've always kind of, when you say that they're kind of cousins, Tracy, I can see those right. moments where they feel mm -hmm. that way because it is. But but it's it's similar. And I don't think it's a bad thing because to me it's similar to how the Indiana Jones theme and the Star Wars theme and the Superman theme are all uh, they all cousins. make you feel a certain way. Yeah. Because they're all yeah. in that same kind of era of John Williams music. And mm -hmm. so they kind of all have that same, you know, the bombastic trumpets and things like that. And and this and so I can see that with the the two scores uh from Gladiator and Pirates of the Caribbean. Or the Gladiator and the Pirates of the Caribbean, if you wish. <laughs> Uh, but I, I feel like Hans Zimmer is kind of, you know, John Williams, I think you're right. I think this is probably his last one with Indiana Jones five, and he really hasn't been super active for the right. last few years, because but I think now it's kind of, everybody's looking to like the Hans Zimmers and the Danny mm -hmm. Elfman's to kind of pick Michael, up the score. I can never say his last name, Michael Gruciano. I'm not sure. He does it. A ton. Just, he did yeah. the music for Up. He did. Um, yeah. He's done well, so much. Um, and yeah. John Williams did um, for uh, the new Disney Plus uh, Kenobi. He did just Kenobi's music. He did. But yeah. he didn't do the music for the whole thing. And so he's been doing little things like that. But yeah, I mean, he's putting his time. He's proved. He's proven. <laughs> like every. So, That's I mean, cool. so he doesn't really have. But I mean, people with that kind of mentality is like. He, they love working. It's not work. They, you know, that's what they do. That's what they know. So yeah. Um, yeah. And he's, he's contributed a ton and Hans Zimmer has well, as well. So I want to ask you guys, do you, do you feel like this movie would be as good without the casting that they have? No, because I don't, I, no. I think um, the, plot, the plot's pretty similar to other stuff we've seen. There's nothing really super groundbreaking. I think the performances take it to the next level. I, I think mean, that we could recast this if we really thought about it and have yeah. two newer, like we could have two other very, very strong actors in there. And I think it would do just as well. Um, but I do think that it, it, this movie was right place, right time, right person. And, absolutely. you know, Russell Crowe, was huge at the time. Mm -hmm. Joaquin Phoenix was, he's always been a dark horse. He's been in a whole bunch yeah. of, up till this point, he was in a whole bunch of, okay, um, indie. yeah, indie films that people love. Like I loved him in Inventing the Abbots and like all these other things. And so when I saw that he was going to be in it and I was so excited he was going to have a media role um, to play, I was, you know, excited about that. Yeah. But I mean, I, at the time I would, and I still feel this way, even though he's been in some crap, um, I, I would follow Russell Crowe to the theater anytime. Uh, it, you know, mm -hmm. he's he's been in some movies that haven't been super great over the last couple of years, but well, he always gives hitting. a great performance. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and so, but I, mean, I feel like we could, I, this is one of those, I feel like we could replace Ru Russell Crowe and Joaquin Phoenix with some other two heavy hitters. And I still think it would be a good movie. I, I, I agree. I just mean like the cinematography is great. The music's great, but the the plot, the story, the script. Yeah. The story is weak. Kind of okay. 
yeah, yeah. It, 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 I don't think it would work as well if you didn't have as quality of actors as you do. Well, and this was, I mean, this, this role, I think was the role that really put, I mean, Russell Crowe was up and coming, but this is what really put right. him on the map. When you look at his, yeah, I mean, any one Oscar for best actor in it. And he, he puts in a great performance for it, but you look at before that and like the biggest movie he was in before that was like LA confidential. And I don't think yeah. he has a big role in that. And that became but, a, a cult hit. That wasn't a big yeah. box office. Anymore. Right. Yeah. But then you had Gladiator, and that was followed up with A Beautiful Mind, Master and mm-hmm. Commander, Cinderella Man, like 310 yeah. to Yuma, all of these films that I think yeah. now he's known for yeah. all right. after Gladiator. Um, I think I 310 to Yuma is so underrated. And he, him yeah. and Kristen Bale, like, I think we've talked about that movie before. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really think they both did some yeah. of their best work in that movie. Yeah. Yeah. So it, and they're reunited in four. It all comes back around. Yeah. I, I, uh, they are reunited in Thor. That's true. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know, Tracy, it's a good question about the casting. I mean, I do think we could recast it and it would still yeah. be, it would still be really good. But I also feel like this was a lightning in a bottle kind of moment where you got the right cast together, the right director, the right score, all of that put together to make a really great movie that I still think holds up really well, even 22 years later. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And the thing that I think is really cool about this movie, too, is like when this was being put together, they were just in the intro really of really good special effects with uh, compositing. So he would do the painted, usually you paint on glass for your backdrops. And so he would use that, but then he would supplement um, with some computer animation and computer generated imagery. And the, the shot where you're going, you, you start off kind of at the bottom of the Coliseum and you go up and over the flags and into the arena. Like the first part of that, they actually shot at the Coliseum and then refigured. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of that's computer, but... They do a really, really good job, especially for the time of combining those where they hold up still today. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I think they tried to do something similar with Alexander Uh um, and Troy. I really enjoyed Troy Alexander. I think I feel like Alexander, it it was short. It was short a lot. Like there was a lot of things that didn't work out with that film. Um, You know, Val Kilmer was in that film. Uh, who else was in that film? Uh, who's the guy Mar- that was in, uh, who's Legolas? He was in that film, right? Orlando Bloom. Orlando Bloom. Was he in that film? Alexander. But again, all these movies kind of, you know, tried to hit. I would like to talk about Troy at one point. Uh, um, Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell. Angelina Jolie. Rosario Dawson. Val Kilmer. Was, Jared Leto. Jared Leto is who I was trying to think of. But I do think I'm Orlando Bloom is in one of these Greek. He, I think he was in Troy. Yeah. He was in Troy, but I also think he was in another one that Ridley Scott did. Um, what was it? I'm going to look while you guys chat. Yeah. Just Alexander's an interesting one. When you read through those, those actors that are in there, there, it feels like they were trying to get, I don't know. I guess most of them weren't kingdom of heaven, names, but. Oh yeah, okay. Kingdom yep. of Heaven. That is a Ridley Scott film. That's right. Yeah, 
Yeah, it is, Jake. I, I, it's, it's just really interesting because it should work. There yeah. are so many yeah. reasons why Alexander should work, but it always feels like it doesn't quite go where it needs to go. Like Val Kilmer mm -hmm. almost gets there, but doesn't quite get there. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? I, and they, they actually give for, for a movie that's made it around this same time, they give Angelina Jolie's mm -hmm. character some good meat um, mm -hmm. because yeah. all these movies, as much as I love them, guys, there's usually oh, yeah. one or two females in it. If you're uh -huh. lucky, mainly one. And then the rest are all men. And you know, these, this woman has a very specific type. And it's almost the same story in every one of these movies, right? Yeah. Um, right. But with Alexander mm -hmm. Angelina Jolie's part is actually kind of a turntable. She's she can change what's happening within these men's world, um, but it's the men around her that they don't give big enough stories to. It's just all these like yeah. weak kind of things. Mm -hmm. Where in Gladiator, she's got um, what's her name in Gladiator? She is, she does a really great job because she's, yeah. in a, she has to play every single one of these men in a mm -hmm. different way to stay alive. Yeah. And I love the way that yeah. they show that, you mm -hmm. know, and she, I love, I love too, they, they set that up right at the beginning when she's talking to Russell Crowe after he meets with the father uh, with Caesar. And yeah. she's like, she asks him a question and he's like, I think that you're really good about staying alive. Like, yeah, <laughs> that just set yep. so well yeah. For the rest. yeah, but you're right. She does have to play these different men in different ways in order to get what she needs to get. Yeah. And that's just to stay alive and to not have her son exactly. be killed. Um, but it's right. very Game of Thrones before we get Game of Thrones. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. it's very this strong female character that really can manipulate. Um, she could manipulate Joaquin Phoenix all the way across the board, but she there's still that I know I'm a woman and right. my son could die if if what if she goes and takes it all the way to get rid of him and it doesn't work out the right way, then her son dies. She doesn't really care about herself. So she's trying to set up a situation that he can be taken out. Um, it, it, so it's just, it's very, I think it, it's very well done. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm very happy that we see more female characters in more movies now. But I think that's maybe why I didn't love um his newest one the the duel the is duel. is the last duel is i feel like he you did a story about a woman who is being persecuted and she gets the least amount of time on screen yeah. yep yeah a lot of, <laughs> a lot of people that was a, that was a common common complaint with that movie um and and the haircuts yeah. the hairdos are totally oh, the just, they took so me bad. away they every time uh -huh. they were on screen it took me out of it and ben affleck's uh -huh. character shouldn't have been that big of a deal and he shouldn't have had no. bleach blonde hair during that time period um it's interesting because you know you mentioned how old is ridley scott you said he's going into his 90. mid 80s he's got to be mid 80s or higher yeah yeah and i think you know there's probably a reason why 65 is a good retirement age for some of these things. You know, when you're a, when you're a product of a previous kind of generation and a way of thinking, it's hard to, He's you know, when you bring that, it, you bring that into modern storytelling and that, I think that makes it difficult. You know? I'm glad the story was told because right. it's an important story. It's an, it's an interesting story that I didn't know about. But yeah. And, it, and I really, 
I know some people that really, really loved it. Most of them were male. And I'm not saying that there weren't some very powerful moments, but if you're going to put a story right. on screen that is about this woman and you're, and I like the way he told it because he gave them each their own segmented storylines from their point of view, uh -huh. but her point of view was less than everyone else. And the story is about her. Yeah. So for me, all I wanted for this movie to be better was to give her more time, her storyline, more time to give the point across to the film. Um, yeah. Other than that, like it wasn't a horrible film. It just kind of made me angry. Cause I'm like, okay, what you're doing is totally pointless. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's why I'm really hit or miss with Ridley. Um, yeah, the stuff yeah. that he does that I like, Same. it really resonates with me. And then the stuff that bombs, it just it just didn't work. And yeah. Last Duel is really long too. It feels long. Yeah, yeah. But, and I root for Ridley Scott every time I see he's got a movie out. I'm I like, okay, Gucci's it's not like getting Martin good Scorsese. reviews, but like I want to go in and I'm going to give it my, you know, I it's Ridley. It's so I, yeah, but yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, but this film, Gladiator, the Gladiator movie called Gladiator. <laughs> um, what what are we gonna give it for a grade? I can start. I can go. For me, it's a solid B. Um, yeah, I yeah. really love all the action. I really love the casting of the film, the coloring of the film, the editing, the timing. Like it's mm -hmm. all there for me. Um, there are a few things that I just make it so that I can't watch this over and over, but I probably do watch it every couple of years because I'm like, I love it. I love this movie. It's mm -hmm. great. Um, I do think that the story is a little wobbly and it does um, very much weigh pretty, pretty heavily on the acting, like Tracy said. Um, and I, and I, it's hard cause I want to give it a B plus as well. And I feel like I'm not being fair to it because Top Gun, I gave an A to, and it's almost the same thing. Like the story's pretty wobbly and without the actors, <laughs> it wouldn't be. However, um, now I'm going to give it a B plus. I'm going to change it from a B to right. a B plus. Um, because I do think it, but it is, I, I agree with Jake and Tracy with, you know, Drake, it's like this lightning in a bottle that hit at the right time. Um, uh -huh. and I did watch it again and I feel like it doesn't feel old to me. It doesn't feel like a movie that was shot in 2000. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm probably the same. I'm a, a probably a, I'm right on the edge of B plus B. Um, yeah. somewhere right in there. It, it feels a little long to me watching it again today. Um, I'm like, we could have trimmed some of the stuff, but I do love the, the coloring. I love the editing, um, especially during the, the gladiator fights. I think that's phenomenal. Um, the acting is, is phenomenal. You're only, your, your hero is only as good as the villain. And Joaquin Phoenix is just such an interesting actor. He just does these little things that just are so well done. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm probably going to go B plus. Yeah. Um, I think it's interesting Val, when you bring up top gun and giving it an a um, and you know, and a lot of the same criticisms could be launched at this one that we did to top gun. And I think that that's a timing thing, right? I think when gladiator mm -hmm. came out, 
if we were talking about this in 2000, we'd probably give yeah. it an A because it's like, oh, this is fresh yeah, and right. exciting and cool. Yeah. But the reality is, like, the story is one that we've seen before. I mean, really, if you want a guy who has to rise up because the establishment kills his wife and family and then he's got to take <laughs> on the whole establishment, you watch Gladiator, you can watch The Patriot, you can watch Braveheart, you can, and the Spartacus. list continues. Which one? Spartacus. Spartacus. Ben, I mean, it just goes on and on. And so it's right. not like this isn't a story we haven't seen before, but I do think that the acting is what brings it up into that B, B plus range for me. Without yeah. the acting, I think I would put it in more of a B minus C plus just because like, okay, we've seen this before. This isn't anything new, yeah. um, but the acting really elevates it. Joaquin Phoenix is incredible. Uh, Russell Crowe deservedly won the award that he did for this. And I think he's a solid actor despite yeah. questionable decisions that he's made in his career <laughs> but sometimes he, you know, and also sometimes something sounds great and then you get there and it just doesn't turn out the way that you i want it to. i was so yeah. excited when i heard he was going to be in les mis and play javert i thought this will be kind of cool and hugh jackman as jean valjean and then i watched the movie and i thought this is not as good as i wanted it to be and i was a little <laughs> disappointed so i you're enjoyed right. it just fine the first time I like the movie, but he just, anyway. It wasn't what you expected it to be. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. but but this movie, yeah, I think BB Plus is about where I'm at on it as well. It's enjoyable. It's fun. But I think the actors are what make it enjoyable and fun. And the and the amazing filmmaking that goes into it as well. So. Now, really quick, speaking of B movies. Yes. July 21st, come out to Brewies downtown. We're going to be watching Sharknado. Uh, unfortunately, Val can't join us. She's going to be at San Diego Comic-Con. I'm so jealous. Um, but uh, we, we've got incredible prizes. We've got... Incredible uh, prizes, signed, yeah. Signed autographs from Ian Ziering and Tara Reed from Sharknado. Uh, passes to Fan X. We've got a signed football from Utah football coach Kyle Whittingham. Dave, Val's Dave, is giving away a $600 tattoo session. Um, which I'm going to be buying some tickets for because, you know. <laughs> so it's going to be fun. It's all for charity. It's all for the American yep. Cancer Society. Um, come out and and get some pulled pork nachos and a beverage of your choice and just come watch a bad movie for a good cause. Yeah, absolutely. And and we're hoping this goes well. We know it's going to go well. We, we really want to see everybody out there. Um, and we would like to plan to do this more often as well. So. Um, this could be the first of many, unless you guys don't come and then we won't do it again because <laughs> <laughs> so come so that we could keep doing fun stuff like yes. this and the prizes yes. are incredible and it is a really good cause. So, and, and Val's bringing some movie swag that she's gotten from the studios. So we got some great stuff. So yeah, come on out. It's $15 at the door. Um, going to be a fun, fun night. Now, Tracy, we're raising these funds to fight cancer, American Cancer Society, as part of a team that you're part of for the Dopey yes. Run Challenge, uh, that Val and I are not joining you this year as part of the Dopey Challenge. In the future. Yeah. Uh-huh. We're doing something um, together in the future. But yeah. But your team so far this year has raised how much for the American Cancer um, Society? So this is this is for uh, Marathon Weekend, which is in January, and the Princess Runs, which are in 
February, I think, maybe in March. Um, but so far, our team, just the Run Disney team for American Cancer Society, has raised over $94,000. We're hoping to get over 100000 by early next week, that's which just, is phenomenal. Yeah, that's just awesome. So, I mean, um, yes, it does so much. They, they run the Hope Lodge where people can come and stay for free while they're getting treatment. They're trying to find cures for cancer. They're trying to educate people. Um, just a phenomenal uh, group. And there's really nobody who hasn't been touched in some way by cancer. It's such a, a voracious disease that, you know, it seems like everybody's got a story or a connection to it. So, you know, yeah. come out and support a great cause. Um, 100% of anything anybody um, donates with the raffle tickets, with the movie um, admission, all of it goes to ACS. We're not getting a cut of it. There's no overhead. 100% yeah. of your donation goes. Yep. None of this is going to us, to Brewbies. It's all going to ACS. Um, yep. And and with all the division that's out there in the world today, the one thing I think we can all, and there's only one thing, there used to be two, but now the one thing that we can all agree on is that cancer sucks and we need to fight cancer. Yes. So Yes, absolutely. Um, that's one thing that we can all agree on. Uh, so we would love to see you July 21st. Um, it's going to be so much fun. I mean, honestly, 7 Brewbies, downtown Salt Lake, 7 p.m. Brewbies. Um, honestly, this isn't going to be like going to a movie where everybody has to shh, be quiet because this is a really good movie. Like we're going to be we're laughing. Going to we're going to be making fun of it. It's going to be <laughs> yeah. like we were talking about this last night, Tracy. It's going to be like going and seeing uh, Mystery Science Theater 3000. Like that's yes, the atmosphere that's that the we would like to have to watching yes. this movie on July 21st. I'm sad that I'm not going to be there now. We'll FaceTime you, Val. So we'll sad, just FaceTime you. You guys need to, you guys, yeah, you need to call me. Yes. No, just call me when you're welcoming everyone in so I can see everybody yeah. and say hi. Yeah. We'll We're still going to have you run the raffle and everything. And, We're just going to have you run it from your phone. Oh, and, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be off work by then. It'll be in the evening. You'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, no, we were not Comic Con, I believe, goes till like ten. So. Yeah. But it, it's gonna be awesome. We want to see everybody there. Tell your friends. Um, it it's gonna be a lot of fun. Tickets are at the door. Fifteen dollars to get in, and then you can buy additional raffle tickets as well. So. Yep. You get a raffle ticket just for showing up. Yep. So we're excited. Uh, and that's that's our show for today. So until July twenty first, we won't see you at the movies. See ya. Are you not are you not entertained? That's what we should end this with. Are you, are not, you not entertained? entertained? <laughs> <laughs> this has been a Stolen Droids Media.